You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. More info and opinions on Big Red than one station can handle. Now on two stations, Big Red Overreaction Post Game on 1620 The Zone and 1019 The K. Sound off 402-951-1620. Big Red Overreaction is sponsored by Burton AC, Heating, Plumbing, and more. When your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton. Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. And Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. Trey Palmer tight to the formation of the near side. Marcus Washington now in motion to the near side. Snap back to Casey. Has some time. Takes a deep shot down the field looking for Trey Palmer. He goes out. He makes a catch. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Nebraska. Excitable. Uh, uh, Matt Davidson got really, really excited there. Uh, that uh, call by uh, Greg Sharp, courtesy of the uh, Husker uh, Sports Network. Welcome back to Big Red Overreaction. Uh, brought to you by Burton, where your plumbing's hurting. Just call Burton. I almost think that is like a spoof, that that was not real. Davidson's reaction. Oh, so he was faking it? Well, it almost sounds or, like, or, it, or was it, or were, did they have the drop machine from years gone by where they just, you know, that that's almost what it sounded like. <laughs> it sounded like something you'd hear on sixteen twenty the zone. <laughs> but yet, so it was on the Shane network. Went. That's where Shane went. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, big run overreaction brought to you by. It's Bert. a good thing he hit that one and not the bow hey, one. Hold on, right there. Play that again. That sounds like something that we would do. Yeah. Here on this radio station to describe the booth. Yeah, play it again. Trey Palmer tight to the formation of the near side. Marcus Washington now in motion of the near side. Snap back to Casey. Has some time. Takes a deep shot down the field looking for Trey Palmer. He goes out. He makes a catch. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Nebraska. Greg was just fumbling around. He was looking for the button. Where's the yes button? Where is it at? Big Red Overreaction brought to you by Burton. When your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton. Also, Equitable Bank, we take banking personally. And Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. There's John Bishop. I'm Gary Sharp. Conrad is here as well. Back to the phones we go. And Don. Hello, Don. Hey, G. How you do? Don Juan. How you doing? Hey, Don. I'm good, John. How you do, bro? Very good. man. I was smiling on that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just saying, and hearing you guys laugh, it's good to enjoy Nebraska football again. Thank you, Mickey Joseph. Historic night, bro. Homecoming, you know what I mean? Short week coming up, so you got to, you know, stay ready so you ain't got to get ready, bro. Well, and you know what? He, uh, I, I thought Don Juan, he's, you, you know how Mickey is pretty grounded, okay? Mickey immediately th- said it was the, the coaches and the players that did it. 
and they're showing video of him in the locker room, and he got the game ball from his boss. And you can tell that he's emotional about this, but he'll keep his emotions behind, you know, closed doors, away from the public, because he said all the right things about it's a win, guys get to enjoy it, and you should enjoy it. But, yeah, we got to turn around and play on Friday. I, I think the way his emotions, and he doesn't ride a roller coaster, is so ideal for this football program at this time with what those guys have gone through since they came back to open up camp in August. I mean, you waxing poetic, man. I couldn't sit back. I just had to sit back and uh, let you flow, bro. Right. It, it just, it just feels good, though, you know. Uh, almost, you know, not a complete fresh start, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, it, it could be a revival of uh, Nebraska football, you know what I mean? You know, we get to be optimistic and dream of a second win and maybe a third, and that's <laughs> what I just wanted to say is, uh, you know, we got to keep on going and get at least five more, right? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're still in play to go to a bowl game. I mean, yeah, that, that's, it is. That, that, I mean, the, that's the, the way this division looks, it's, yeah. it's it yeah, ain't pretty okay, right now. Okay, yeah, yeah, but what I'm trying to ask is this, though, right? Is how many wins does he have to get before they stop saying, well, this coach and that coach and the other coach? You know what I mean? If Ask me in November. Make, uh, the improvement from, you know what I mean, the uh, you know the other game to this game, you know, to the next game, to the next game, you know? Yeah. So all, I, all I'm saying, man, is uh, if we're going to try to build and, and we're going to try to build the right way, you know, when we got somebody giving us the right way, even though, you know, there's still things that they need to work on. But uh, it's been a long time coming, man. Mm-hmm. I just appreciate y'all, man. And uh, thank hey. you for AA because uh, it, it ain't been easy. You know, you guys been saying that we was going to be winning. And we wasn't winning, and y'all had to come and face the music, and y'all did that, man. So you know, I appreciate that. So y'all get to enjoy this one, as long as uh, you know uh, Husker Nation get to enjoy it. I just want to say uh, thank you again, and uh, have a good night, bro. Hey, Don. Moore, Thanks, thank Don. You. you don't have to hire a football coach on October one, and every game is not a nope. referendum on Mickey Joseph. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, and you know, people are doing this. You know, if Matt Campbell loses, well, he's not a or Randall loses, and. You, Listen, ask me in November, ask me on Thanksgiving, you know, about Mickey Joseph. Let the man do his job and, you know, and just and let, let's let's let him build this interview. I mean, we're still in that process where, you know, he's reaching across the table and shaking hands with the guy who's doing the interview. That's where he's at in his interview process. It's very early. Let's see what he does. Let's give him time. And, and tonight they showed something that the program hasn't shown for a while, and that is the ability to win a game and close out a game. And. And that, and that's amongst all the challenges that they still have, you know, that, that all sure. of a sudden dis- didn't disappear. But for one night, they found a way to win a football game. When it w- this would have been a, a, a night where if Nebraska lost this game, we would be talking on this show and we'd say, yeah, that makes sense because Nebraska loses games like that. You know, where the game is ugly and yeah. sloppy and they keep shooting themselves in the foot and all of a sudden the, the opposition finds a way to score a late touchdown and you go, how'd that? Oh, that's just Nebraska. Well, tonight they didn't have they didn't Nebraska themselves. No, they didn't. I mean, they've lost two inferior teams, and make no mistake, Indiana, in my opinion, is an inferior team to this Nebraska team. But Nebraska's lost these games before. They didn't lose it tonight. And we mentioned the twelve play, fifty four yard drive. That's what you look for in this conference. You got to finish. Nebraska finished tonight, and then on defense, only only eleven plays run in the entire fourth quarter by Indiana. That's wild. That. That, you know, unless they're hitting big plays, which they weren't, 
that's good. And, and you know, I think it was complimentary football, especially in the fourth quarter. Well, and here's another one thing, and then and then we'll get, get through a, a litany of calls here. You had tonight, I, I, I think as the season is unfolding, you're five games in, and you're now two and three, and you're, you're one and one in the conference, and you're in you know, a six-way tie for first, is, <laughs> is there's the Anthony Grants and there's the Trey Palmers that have shown up. But what has really, at least for the most part, carried this team and given them a chance is the field position that's created by Brian Buschini. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had the one bad punt late, but look at how many times in the second half Indiana is getting the ball at the one, they're getting the ball at the two-yard line. I mean, his ability to flip the field, so to speak, and on a night where you also had on special teams, Nebraska blocks a punt and they return it for a score, and then on the ensuing opportunity for the special teams to make a play, Trey Palmer goes 22, gives you great field position, and what do you do? You end up going up 21-7 on Yance touchdown. Yeah, the field position thing was huge. That's the reason why Indiana wasn't able to get back in the game. This is not an offense that's very good at driving the length of the field, but, you know, there was, I count, one, two, three, four times tonight where Indiana started inside of its own 20, and those two back-to-back drives, of course, one was on the interception, but, you know, Buschini the next time around after Nebraska had to punt back because Nebraska got it twice near midfield and couldn't do anything with it. Bushini pins him down to the 11-yard line, and again the defense responds with a three and out. You know, we've been kind of critical of the student section for using the whole three and out, you know, hand signal when, you know, the team has already gotten a first down. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven three and outs tonight by Nebraska. It's been a while since we've been able to say You know, that. and I think, John, coming into tonight, they'd only force five three and outs in four games. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 three of those three and outs happened in the third quarter when the game was definitely in the balance, and then right after the um, the long touchdown to Palmer, um, I thought that was that was the key moment in the game because we've seen Nebraska hit big plays in the second half and take second half leads, but then what happens? The other team comes out and they get a big player, they get a good drive. Nope, defense came out three plays, four yards gained. That's it. That's where the game essentially ended because then that's when the 12 play 54 yard drive followed and Nebraska kept it on the ground. Here is uh, Randy. Randy, welcome to Big Red Overreaction on 1620 The Zone and 101.9 The Keg. Hey guys. <laughs> My goodness. Is it a relief not to lose to that clown of a coach at Indiana? Am I right? <laughs> Thanks coach uh, Kaczynski. Okay, I... <laughs> Glad you could be out there. I, I digress. A quick <laughs> comment on the officiating. So, I'm, I'm not the type to blame officials for losses or anything like that, but tonight's game was over-officiated. I mean, starting with the White Hat, who on more than one occasion could not wait to announce to everyone what the ruling on the field was. <laughs> oh, so I, you dropped out. I know 23, pe- 23 penalties sounds like a sloppy game, and maybe it was, but it was activist officiating tonight. So uh, that's all I have to say about that. So, um Raise your hand if you predicted Nebraska's defense would hold Indiana's offense to 300 yards and 14 points tonight. I, I know I sure didn't after the first four games of the year, so hats off to Bill Bush and the defense. They stepped up tonight. Um, also, and Gary, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit on the last, the last time, uh, quarter and went on a 
to salt away the game, and that happened tonight. So, I mean, those are just the kind of basic game management things last four and a half years. So I I don't mean to throw dirt on on Scott Frost and and the previous regime, but the bottom line is that Mickey and his team or his coaching staff got what was required out of the players tonight. So hats off to them. And finally, wasn't tonight's game exactly how Nebraska should have been winning games against middle of the pack Big Ten teams the last five to seven years? Just play clean, play smart. You have good enough players that you'll make enough plays to win the game as long as you don't shoot yourself in the foot. And that's exactly exactly what happened tonight. So, again, hats off to Mickey. I don't know if he's the man going forward, but let's just celebrate it and be happy for tonight because there have not been enough nights of joy in the last seven years. So I'm, I'm happy for a win on a Saturday night. Thanks guys. Randy, thanks. Good points. I, I, I mean, they did, they did what was required to win a game like that mm-hmm. between two, they finished. two very similar football teams. Yes. Yeah. Here, they here, finished. Here is uh, John. Hello, John. You're on with John and Gary. Yeah. I thought you'd forgot about me. I'm sorry. Uh, guys, um, I was very encouraged by what I saw tonight, and you've done a good job of analyzing it. I don't think I need to go over that again. But I've got two points I wanted to make. I hope that Mickey doesn't jump on giving the black shirts back until after another game or two. Uh, This was a great performance by the defense, but let's don't get carried away with it. And then the other point is, it probably doesn't make any difference in the scheme of things, but I'm feeling for Ramir Johnson. I think that he was lied to, and I know that Mickey didn't lie to him, but uh, what's happened to him? Thanks. So, uh, all right, John. Uh, so, I let, let me. I'll address the, the black shirt if you want to address the Ramir one, John. Uh, sure. Mickey is Mickey is somebody who does not overreact to one thing, either for the positive or the negative. So that will not be a discussion at all if they're going to return black shirts. Um, and if there's ever a point during the season where this defense makes strides, I don't think they'll make a big deal about it if they do return the black shirts. But I, Mickey Mickey doesn't overreact either for the good or the bad. He's pretty steady, Eddie. And, you know, those are that's something that has to be earned back. And I think with the Ramir case, and, and there was an early telling sign during fall camp when um, I think I think it was Bush, Bush was talking about all the things that Ramir was doing on special teams, and then the next day, uh, Mark Whipple had his press session, and just the way he kind of articulated, you know, what Ramir's role was, the way he said it, and I wish I could remember the exact phrasing, but the way he said it kind of sounded like one of those things where, yeah, he's trying really hard. It kind of reminded me of when. You know, Tom Osborne used to do his call-in show, and he'd get a question about some fourth-string guy, and, you know, it was amazing he could recall the information that he could, but you could tell, hey, he, you know, he wasn't going to get a play, and and Ramir hasn't had a chance to play, and and we've seen at times when he's been shown, and I haven't, you know, I haven't seen him a lot, but, you know, he's kind of sitting off by himself, and I think it's just a situation where, you know, you've got, you've got a guy in Anthony Grant. He is your number one, without question. And before he got hurt, A.J. Allen was clearly your number yes. two. And, you know, Gabe Irvin, Gabe Irvin probably would have finished the year as the starting running back had he not gotten hurt against Oklahoma. So I think Ramirez just in a spot where 
you know, he's going to be asked to do things on special teams, and and that's going to be the limit of it. And I think he's probably fallen back a little bit more because mm-hmm. he 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 did not play tonight. He was in he was in a uniform and shorts, sitting you know on the sidelines. So I, I think there's also the part, and and I don't want to say, and this might come off as kind of odd. He's a Scott Frost guy, but Scott feels very loyal to Ramirez. And so I think publicly when Scott talked about Ramirez and he would say, hey, we got to find a way to get him, he was saying that out loud. But I think anybody that was watching this offense and trying to find a place for him, and he was kind of in that no man's land of, is he going to be a slot wide receiver? Is he going to be a running back? Is he working with the wide mm-hmm. receiver? Is he working with the running backs? Because he's not going to move up the depth chart on running back. He's not going to move up the depth chart on wide receiver. I think Scott has loyalty to Ramirez because of last year, because he recruited him out of New Jersey. He stuck. He didn't transfer when people maybe thought when they got, you know, that he was the class load that he was taking, that maybe he would transfer. Um, so I think that was more Scott talking, trying to talk into existence more Ramir, when True. in reality, he's kind of, there's not a place for him. And, uh, you know, uh, kudos to what he did last year when they needed a guy. But this year, A.J. Allen's emergence, there was no way that Ramir Johnson was going to be the number two running back. No, there wasn't. And it's not easy to you know to have to move over and start to do, you know, slot receiver stuff when you've been a running back your entire career. You know, th- those are those are difficult things and, you know, th- now Scott Frost isn't around anymore. This is Mark Whipple's offense and uh, also keep in mind you got a new running backs coach who was not around here last year. You know, the guys who are playing are playing for a reason. And the guys who aren't playing aren't playing for a reason. And, you know, Sometimes you get lost in the shuffle, especially when you have a deep transition like this program went through in the last, you know, 12 months. Now, here is uh, Alex. Alex, thanks for holding. Welcome to Big Red of Reaction. Hi, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it a lot. Uh, so, first of all, I think this uh, win means a lot more uh, than, than uh, people are thinking. I think this really could be a defining game for Mickey Joseph. I think he uh, really – Used his talent really well. Palmer got open. They put him in space a lot. I like how they're playing a lot more man coverage. Using Grant at the end of the game to seal the game. And I think maybe if he wins one or two more games in the Big Ten important games early on, I think it wouldn't be a bad idea to start thinking about a long-term solution for Mickey. Because he is a great recruiter, and that will be big if we – find him big and I'm not really a big fan of all the coaches there are out there right now uh I'm not sold on Matt Campbell or uh any of I'm not I don't want Urban Meyer I don't want any 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 of that drama but I think if you give him uh, an extension I think it would be big for recruiting who knows down the line maybe we get Vance Joseph here uh, I don't know if that would ever be possible, but I think I really like. So, so Alex, the Alex, yeah. you're, you're, when you say long-term commitment, you're going straight to Mickey having interim taken off his title right now. Yeah, correct. Yeah, okay. I think it would be big for recruiting because he's always been, he's already been shown he's a good recruiter, and I think that would be huge for because if we don't pick a uh, coach soon. That's going to really hurt our recruiting. Uh, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. I mean, come so? on. It's not going. It's not going to hurt anything. Alex, who most are... coaching change. Most coaches don't get hired until after Thanksgiving anyway. So let's be patient. Ask us. Ask me in November about Mickey. Let's let's let's, let's let this play out. Let him enjoy the night's win, and yeah. and, and then let, I, and and then. So you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of tests here. You you 
you you take over on a Sunday and you got to play Oklahoma and you don't have a full weaponry against Oklahoma. Phew. Then you wake up on Sunday morning after Oklahoma and you go, okay, we got to go back to work. It's a bye week. What am I doing during a bye week? And then you get a full week of game prep. I mean, you saw the result tonight. There were subtle changes. There was more energy. There were more physicality. Now here's the next test along the line of not only for this football program, but for a, a, a guy that is managing the program right now. They've got a short week, and it's yep, rare. Five days. And it's rare that they're going to prepare for a game off a win, off a conference win. They haven't done that in a year. So how do you take guys in the 24-hour rule when they come back on a short week where adjust your practice schedule a little bit and say, okay, now you got to dial right back in because we got to get on a plane and go to the East Coast and play a team that we don't normally play on a Friday night, which is going to be odd to all of you. How do they handle this upcoming week? Because they handled last week really, really well. The result was a victory. How do they handle Friday? In terms of long-term commitment to Mickey, I keep saying, you said this, John, you're not hiring a coach on October 1. Mickey Joseph will be at Nebraska next year. Mickey Joseph will be will at Nebraska too. at next year. That's, that's, I think he will, too. Um, okay, let's. Uh, John is called back. Uh, John is dialed in with us. Hello, John. Yeah, um, you just took, you just kind of answered my question about Mickey Joseph. Um, I was just kind of thinking. I mean, if he continues the path he's going on, I mean, is he going to be here next year? Yes. Yeah, he he will have he will have a role at Nebraska next year. No, I mean I, he's. As the he's head coach, right? He, uh, no, no, not oh. as the head coach. Just part of the staff. I mean, he's brought a lot of energy to this program. Yeah. It seems like he, he's um, the reason why we won this weekend. I feel like. Yeah, I, I think he's going to get an opportunity next year to still be on the staff if he's not the head guy. And and right now, if we had to pick a coach today, of course he wouldn't be the head guy. But I think he'll be back next year. I feel very confident in saying that. I think he enjoys being here. And uh, and I think, you know, I, heck, I thought it was crazy that Brian Kelly didn't want him at, at LSU. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's got his own decisions to make, and, and Nebraska's fortunate to have him. So um, I, I'm just going to be patient when it comes to, you know, making any big plans for the future. I mean, there's a reason why you, you know, you want to you wanna vet this decision out because the last one sure as hell wasn't vetted out. It was already anointed. Right. Let's it's, vet this one out. Let Trev Alberts make, you know, do a really smart, educated search. This, I'm just going to remind people what the title is, and then we got to take a break, John. It's called Big Red Overreaction. That's true. 35-21, Nebraska beats Indiana. That's, that's not a knock on Mickey, but they, they won a football game tonight. They, they found a way to win a game. You don't have to hire a coach on October 1. Mickey didn't nope. say tonight, look what I did, Trev. He didn't say that. Okay. Nope. It, there, there's a lot to like about tonight, and it hasn't happened for a year in this conference. Just enjoy a win that doesn't have anything to do with an impact on who's going to be the future head coach at Nebraska. All right, Big Red of Reaction brought to you by Burton. When your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton. It's also brought to you by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. And Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. Nebraska wins tonight 35-21. First conference game in nearly a year. You go back to that Saturday night against Northwestern when Nebraska won 56-7 last year to... Tonight on October 1, that was October 2nd. Tonight, October 1, Nebraska wins 35-21. Closing out IU with 14 points in the fourth quarter, shutting out Indiana in the second half, holding them under 300 yards. And now all of a sudden, Nebraska is in a six-way tie atop the West. 
Everybody's <laughs> one and one except Wisconsin, which is zero and two. And and here you go. Let's just let's just get crazy. Nebraska could go on the road. So they're like checking things off. They won a game after a bye for the first yep. time since 17. They won a conference game for the first time in a year. They go on the road and win a conference road game. They could wake up Saturday morning alone in first place. <laughs> Let's they, go crazy. We'll all, we'll all take a picture of the standings. <laughs> click, click. All right. This is Frame big, it. This is Big Good Overreaction. That's John Bishop. I'm Gary Sharp. Conrad here as well. Zach, Aaron, Allen, stay right there. We'll get to you when we come back. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.